Hello and welcome to another episode of Space Time Talko. Uh, I, we may have forgotten to do an intro to this episode, like a normal intro. Uh, and while we were recording, we were just talking about some random bullshit, uh, that I decided was so boring that I cut. Um, so yeah, this episode is just me, Timeler Burrito, aka Chris, with Nate, aka Little Teapot89. Uh, Dave was home. He's sleepy. Um, so yeah, on with the episode. And yes, it does start with a weird me trying to seem like I really want a sponsorship from Verve.co. Because yes, Verve, I love you. And I would love for you to sponsor us if we were ever in a position that you would want to sponsor us. Enjoy. So Nate, how do you watch all of your anime? I watch most of my anime dubbed. I won't say I watch all of it. Dubbed. No, I mean, like, what is your source? Oh, what's my source? Um, things like Kiss Anime. Oh, so you do illegal streaming? Well, I do it because the legal channels are restrictive. In what way? Well, for example, I tried using Crunchyroll. Oh, bad idea. Um, didn't have really the stuff on it I wanted to watch in the first place. And... If it did, it required a subscription to Crunchyroll Premium anyway. How so, much is Crunchyroll Premium? I don't know. I think it's like 10 bucks a month or something. I believe it was $7.99. Um, so monthly, it is $6.95. Mm -hmm. uh, if you do three months, it's 20, it's 20 bucks. If you do 12 months, it's 60 bucks. Gotcha. Um, so as much as an Xbox Live subscription. Basically. Uh, so, I... Used to be somebody that only did subbed in a fan sub. I never paid. Sorry, this was in high school. I didn't have a job, and I really wanted to watch Bleach as it came out, so I watched fan dub or fan subs. Um, and I loved it, and that's really what got me to stay in anime as long as I did. But then all the shows that I was watching got picked up by actual distributors, and I'm like, well, turns out everybody wants to watch anime. So after kind of staying away from it for a while I decided to look into legal ways of watching anime again uh, and that is why I do Verve I highly recommend it uh, this is not an ad I promise this is not an ad I would love for it to be an ad Verve I'm telling you now best service I pay I subscribe to um, because for 10 bucks a month I get premium channels. This is all premium channels, so you get content that usually is only available through these people. I get Crunchyroll. I get Funimation, which covers subbed and dubbed for the most part. Mm -hmm. uh, I get Cartoon Hangover, Mondo. It's not bad because they scrubbed his name off of it. Nerdist. Uh, <laughs> Shudder. So by subscribing to Verb, you get access to all of these. Yeah, you get all of this. You get Shudder, you get Drama Fever, you get... I don't know what Drama Fever is. There's a couple that I've never really watched anything, but... Uh, one thing you do get, which I think is funny, and they haven't made it so you can link your actual account with it yet, is Rooster Teeth content. There's certain Rooster Teeth content that you normally would only get if you're a Rooster Teeth first member mm -hmm. uh, that you will now have access to because of doing this, which, for me, is slightly obnoxious because I'm already paying for Rooster Teeth, but hmm. I don't watch their stuff through here anyway. Yeah. Uh, but for somebody that is really far behind on Rooster Teeth and doesn't know the difference between Achievement Hunter and Funhouse, <laughs> giving Nate the the 
the stare of a lifetime right now. Oh, these people. <laughs> he walks up. Oh, you're watching Achievement Hunter. There's not a single Achievement Hunter on the screen. It was because it was a whole bunch of white guys. Really and, was. like, They're one really... non-white guy. All white people look the same. All white guys and one non-white guy. That's basically... Oh, you know what? It, Achievement Hunter Funhouse, very similar. All white guys, one white girl, and, like, one non-white person. To be perfectly honest, when gaming media, especially talking about gaming, became a thing, like, became a business model... It was all white people? I expected it to be all white people. <laughs> like, I fully expected that. Well, in all honesty, uh, <laughs> every podcast that talks about gaming that I listen to is all white people. Not, like, for any real reason, just because it happens to be the people I listen to are. Uh, Easy Allies, I'm pretty sure all of them are white. I don't know if any of them are any other kind of race. Um, Achievement Hunter has Alfredo. <laughs> Alfredo Diaz, so I guess, you know, he's... I don't know what Alfredo is. It's not a big deal. There's not a lot of diversity in that space. No, it sucks, though. I mean, there are some really... It sucks, but it's also, like, if people wanted to be there, they could. So, you know, hell, we started this. He's Filipino, Mexican, Chinese, and African-American. Jesus Christ. How are you also African-American on top of that? I'm really confused. How did all those people fuck each other? (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, he is now the head of streaming for uh, Achievement Hunter. Jeez. Um, which I guess that's that's a weird one because that of streaming. Yeah, that was uh, Mika Burton's job before she became a different personality for mm-hmm. the No. Um, which there you go, another person. Gaming news, entertainment news, not white. Yeah. Uh, no, I. I... I mean, I fully expect it to be just like I expect almost any industry to be full of mostly white people at the top right now. Yeah, it, it's it's funny. Even though video games have been a thing for many, many, many decades, uh, video game news and entertainment media and all that is still considered new. Mm-hmm. So well, the way that our world works right now is new things start white and then eventually it's, include everybody. It's new in the sense that it hasn't caught up with traditional forms of media, which... Well, it sure as fuck is better than traditional forms of media. It is better. There are more things trying to cross over in that traditional space, like uh, GameStop TV, for example, puts on a very traditional, like, here's what we're going to present. And then play it over and over way. again. And we're going to play it for eight hours. <laughs> Speaking of which, all a, a good bit of the people that I follow actually do little segments for that. Yeah. Between Rooster, all the Rooster Teeth companies and everything. Uh, even kind of funny, uh, Greg Miller's group does stuff, videos mm-hmm. for that. Which, in all honesty, whenever I see them, I am laughing to myself. Because I'm like, how many times did they have to recut or redo a scene or anything because they cussed? Because <laughs> those motherfuckers cannot not cuss. Well, I mean, they're... There are instances, as I learn more and more about video editing and how difficult it is to do, like, I'm just doing the basic, right? I'm just cutting video and audio clips. Uh, just want to repeat to anybody listening to this, he's cutting video and audio not for the website. No. Why? I don't know. (laughs) I've asked him multiple times. (laughs) No, I'm cutting video and audio clips and trying to pick out the highlights and a piece while also trying to eliminate errors. And... Even though you're doing it digitally on a computer, it's basically doing the same thing that you would do with raw film, right? Mm-hmm. Is you're taking 
a string of negatives of raw film and you're literally snipping it with scissors to eliminate the bad parts and then sticking it all back together again with scotch tape and then that produces a film. And that is difficult to do because I don't have the greatest attention span in the world to begin with. Oh, I thought you were going to say because there's not many good parts. <laughs> no, but I, I, even if something doesn't have good parts in it, I don't have pretty much any attention span at all. The yeah. way I watch YouTube videos, even short ones, like 10 minute long ones, is I'll watch like three minutes of that video, I'll get bored with it, I'll pause it, I'll go do something else for an hour, and then I'll come back and resume watching a video that should take 10 minutes to watch. I've well, watched it three hours later. That's terrible. It is bad. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, they're talking about something that bores me. Or I'll do the thing where it's like I'm using the track to skip ahead in the video a bunch. But uh, on to other things. So... We talked a bit about mobile games recently mm. during E3, right? And yeah. we didn't want to see a lot of mobile games. Well, I've been playing... Oh, hey, uh, I'm... Because obviously you didn't see the... Oh, no, you saw... Did you see what we were talking about? What Dave and I were talking about? Did I see what you were talking about? About the last episode? About it? No, I didn't. It was in the... Uh, um, so well, I saw it in Slack, yes, but I don't know what you meant by it. <laughs> well, while I was editing the podcast, uh, because right now in Maryland it is not stupid hot, but it was stupid hot that day, and because of the stupid hot, the power went out. Oh, dang. And in said power outage, when I finally got power back on and kicked the computer on, the file itself was fully corrupted. Damn. So we lost that podcast. But in all honesty, it was kind of a shit podcast, so I'm not too upset. <laughs> uh, which, basically, the contents of said podcast were us reviewing this past C3's conferences, and I was able to quickly just tweet out our opinions of them. Uh, That's good. I mean, really, it, was a, it wasn't too big of a thing. It, it sucks. Uh, really, the, the wrap-up E3 podcast isn't an episode people really listen to, because... If they really care to watch or care about it, they usually try and stream the stream with us, mm -hmm. which we've done three years now. Uh, yeah, three years. It was really fun. Really fun. I enjoy it. Yes. I can't wait to do more. I enjoy that kind of shit. Sadly, there is nothing like that with San Diego Comic-Con, because that is next month. Hmm. But hopefully we'll hear things cool from there. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, the... The comics book world is not a world I understand necessarily. Well, it's, it's not so. just comics anymore. That's a thing. It isn't. Comic-Con mostly is not entertainment comics. Entertainment media. It's mostly movies right now. Movies yep. and TV And series. video games to a certain extent, which yes. is why I'm excited, because WB Games might have a conference there, and we might finally fucking figure out what Rocksteady is working on. That would be good. I just want to know. Just announce it, please. <laughs> uh, so... There's a space for mobile gaming out there if you're willing to look for good mobile games, not the crap that's consistently foisted on people like fucking, I don't know how many iterations of Candy Crush there are now. Hey man, Match 3 games, they're so fun. Match 3 games are fun, but then Match 3 games got very quick to the pay-to-win model. Everything's pay-to-win at this point, Nate, you know mm -hmm. that. Um, but during that, we also talked about some games we were excited about, and I finally... Went through, looked at the games list from E3, and decided that the thing I'm probably the most excited about, the thing that actually has good plausibility of coming out either at the end of this year or sometime during the beginning of next year, um, is probably going to be Division 2. Really? Yeah. That's funny, because I literally have no interest in that game. 
I know you don't. Um, Why you say it like that? <laughs> because you already told me. Oh, okay. But uh, I want to play a co-op game that's mission-focused. Um, Who are you going to play this co-op game with, Nate? Yes, and I want to... Uh, <laughs> you just don't even answer. <laughs> I want to play a game that's, you know, got some progression and some kind of story to it, and Division 2 seems to fill that niche for me. Um, Nietzsche. I don't know. I, I'm on the fence of whether or not I want to get the new Smash. What? I've never been a Smash Brothers fan. I know, but... But it's got... This is the best bang for your buck Smash game that's going to come out, right? It's got everything. It's got every fucking character in it. You know, and as much as I try to avoid it, everyone who owns any type of Nintendo console that I know has a copy of Smash something. And the one game that they want to play anytime someone shows up with a Nintendo console is Smash. They don't want to play anything else. Fuck Mario Kart. Fuck Tennis. Fuck whatever other game is out. Did you pick up tennis, by the way? No, I haven't picked up tennis yet. I I have not either yet. Um, I 100% am going to pick it up. But everybody wants to play Smash. It's true, everybody wants to play Smash. And I get the appeal of Smash. I get the appeal of fighting games in general. They just were never for me. Smash seems to at least be a more casual, focused fighting game where players of any skill level can enjoy it and still, you know, kick ass at it just by sheer luck sometimes. Um... But people still want to play it in a competitive mindset. Let's, they even built specific competitive stages for the new Smash Brothers. And everyone's going to play them on well, their Well, it's, it's the no same items. thing they did in the last one. Uh, yes. It's just a whole lot more sta- stages that they get to do that way. Yes, but it's just one flat ground, no items, you know, three stock battles. Fox only. <laughs> Final Destination, everything. I think they're called Omega Levels? I can't yes. remember. It's either I, Omega or... <clears throat> Omega or Battlegrounds. Yes. Battlegrounds actually, I think, is the flat surface with the two platforms. Yes. I, I would enjoy it if, you know, more people played Smash in different ways, but everyone I know plays with this super Again, stop playing with mindset. assholes that only want to play competitive Smash. I don't know anybody. I can't find a person who doesn't want to play competitive Smash. Yes, you. One, one individual. And Dave. <laughs> no, Dave will turn it into a competition. No, he no, won't he because won't. he's not that good at Smash. <laughs> That's right, Dave. You're not here. We get to, no. to bitch, not the bitch. The people I play with like is like, you were so far off the edge of the map, there's no hope you're going to return. Well, like, hey, they made spike, that a little bit easier. They'll jump off the map and spike you anyway. <laughs> yep, that's that's uh, assholes. I don't play with those kind of people. Like, it's it's crazy, but... I don't so, play with my brother. <laughs> you know, I, I'm interested to see more new things come to the Switch as well. More third-party content come to the Switch as it grows in popularity. Um, I'm excited for, uh, well, seriously, and honestly, have you seen, did you see the recent list that Nintendo put out of all the games coming for the rest of the year that they've announced so far? No, I did not. Let me pull that up real quick. I will ask, have you yet, have you yet? given a shot to or given um my mind's blanking <laughs> Fortnite a shot yet I actually haven't haven't and I haven't because <laughs> for some reason I'm afraid to play a battle royale game by myself can't explain it play it with me 
Can't say I will play with you. You but. can play with all your friends that don't play it on PlayStation. Because <laughs> PlayStation done fucked up again. Well, you have. Do you even? You don't have it for Xbox, right? You just have it on Switch, right? I have it on all three. You have it on all three. Yeah, okay. I have it on PlayStation or not on PlayStation on PC, Xbox, and Nintendo. I feel like I would rather play it on PC, so I probably just download it. For PC. I really enjoyed playing because I was actually during the Smash tournament right after you guys left. I uh, I was just playing. Fortnite while watching the Smash tournament. Nice. Uh, I wasn't getting very far, obviously, because distracted. Uh, so yeah, here is Nintendo of America just tweeted out the other day a uh, little flowchart of all the new games that have been announced for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the day of release, or not even day of release, the, within the last couple of days, uh, they've already put out the new expansion for Splatoon, Fallout Shelter, Fortnite, Paladins, all three of those were free. Uh, Minecraft Bedrock Edition, which is the Minecraft that allows you to play with everybody, again, except for PlayStation. <laughs> um, Sushi Striker, which is both on Wii U, or Wii U, on uh, Switch and, uh, what's that thing called? 3DS. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hollow Knight, which I highly recommend everybody playing, whether on PC or on Switch. Uh, and Mario Tennis Aces, which just came out Friday? I believe last Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in summer, we got Dark Souls Remastered, Octopath Traveler, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, Overcooked 2, which a lot of people are excited about. Are You you and Dave played the first one, right? We did. Are you excited to play Overcooked 2? I am if, if he wants to play or you want to play. I mean, Oh, I will not play that game. I did not <laughs> enjoy that game. Any, any gameplay of that, I'm like, nah, I'm good. Uh, the next expansion for, or the first expansion for Mario Rabbids, King of Battles coming out, the Donkey Kong guy. Yep. Uh, Wolfenstein 2, New Colossus, Captain Toad, Treasure Tracker, which is basically a port. Um, Crash Insane Trilogy. And the only thing that I hadn't heard of before is Go Vacation, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is one of those super family-friendly games. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Uh, and then this fall, we have another expansion. I just realized, I think there's an expansion for every section. Because this is an expansion for Xenoblade Chronicles 2, yep. which is really worded weirdly because they make it sound like a, a, a standalone game, mm-hmm. but also an expansion. I don't even fucking know. <laughs> um, SNK Heroines, uh, which is just a fighting game because SNK has like 30 fucking fighting games. Yep. The World Ends With You, which I am super fucking excited about because it was a handheld game that I never touched because it was a handheld game. Uh, Arena of Valor, which has a new beta up. I actually don't know what that game is. Uh, Wasteland 2. FIFA 19, who gives a crap about FIFA? The whole world, actually. Uh, Just Dance, which, again, the whole world must care about that game for it to be continuously pumped out. Um, Ark, the survival game, where you're a little caveman dude that can Mm -hmm. learn technology against dinosaurs. Pixark, which is basically Minecraft Ark. Uh, Starlink, which I'm still weirdly on the fence about because it might be one of those games that I wouldn't pick up if it weren't for the fact that they're making Star Fox content. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most importantly coming this fall is Super Mario Party, which... Okay. Super Mario Party, I'm more than likely going to get. I, I mean, I'm going to pick up every single one of their first party mm-hmm. games, probably. 
Except for Mario Rabbids, because I'm definitely going to try out the world ends with you, only because the yeah. artist that worked on Kingdom Hearts is the same artist that worked on that game. Yeah, if you see the name of it is the world ends with you final mi- remix, which is like the same thing they call all the final editions of Kingdom Hearts. Uh, and then, most importantly, we have Holiday, which, to get the not-as-important <coughs> stuff out, Dragon Ball Fighter Z is coming, uh, Killer Queen Black, which looks really fun, actually. Yep. Um, it looks like updated version of Joust. Well, so it's... You you play two teams in the arcade version, I think it's 5v5, in the console version, it's 4v4, 4v4, uh, which makes sense because most consoles only allow up to eight controllers i think yep. uh xbox was the only one that was like hey you can add as many fucking controllers as you want but we don't have anything that actually <laughs> works for that, that you can have support. 50 controllers but we don't have any game that you need 50 controllers for <laughs> also can you think of a 50 player split screen that would be ridiculous they should make a game where you play a single character but the function of that con- character is controlled by only one button on one controller at a time. <laughs> I was going to say, because that, that was... You were getting close to saying uh, what Octodad was. You could play a two-player with, like, well, half a controller each or something. You could decide who controlled which parts of the body. Or you could do random, which it yes. would reset it every once in a while. Yes. Uh, how do you say this game? Carcassonne? Carcassonne. Carcassonne. Yes. Uh, it's a strategy. It's, it's a just a game. yeah strategy board game turned into a digital game, which I'm okay with. I'd be happier if it was Catan, but I think everybody would be happier. If it I was Catan. think that's been rumored that it's already coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course the big ones: Pokemon, Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, which I know a lot of people don't care about, but I'm. S- you know, so, you know, a lot of people do care about it, well, but I mean, which one would you get? I'm getting Pikachu. I'm getting Eevee. So. Yeah, go ahead. You get your Eevee. I don't need Eevee. Eevee's adorable. Yeah, Pikachu is cooler. Eevee can become a Pikachu's cooler. anyway. Yeah, Pikachu can become the strongest one and is the strongest I'm one. I'm sorry, did you say Shuckle? Shuckle. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, most importantly, is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which, I mean... Don't fuckle with Shuckle. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about Shuckle. So, what's interesting is Holiday 2018. You got Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, one fighting game, next to Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Well, it's a port. It is a port, but... It's not even that... Well, here's the thing. You say it's a fighting game. It's a very different fighting game. It is very different. Um, Dragon Ball Fighter Z is basically DBZ Street Fighter. Yeah, I was going to say it's a more of a traditional fighter. Uh I know some people, including you, were disappointed that it wasn't more like um, I was disappointed Budokai. It wasn't and, like Tenkaichi. Yeah, I was going to say the old school fighter, Dragon Ball Z fighter games, uh, which I kind of agree with to a certain extent. Um, it's funny because we now have the Street Fighter equivalent, and then whatever the fuck that Shonen Jump Force game is, yeah. which is way too open of a world to fight in. It looks like it's based on the Naruto fighting games. The Shippuden... Was it Shi... The Ninja, Ultimate Ninja Storm games. Oh, I thought so, it had another an S Well, they had Naruto, Shippuden, Ultimate Ninja Storm, Oh, okay. Whatever. So it was based in the Shippuden universe, which was like a time jump in Naruto. I mean, if it was Dragon Ball... If it was a Dragon Ball Z game, I'd be fine. Uh, I'm more excited about... And I'm not sure if it's coming to America. I'm more excited about the My Hero Academia game. Yeah. Um... I would love to play as that. 
and it just in my mind I can just I'm only equating uh, Deku with Pichu because Pichu his attacks hurt him uh, <laughs> I would like to play that game because I would like to see power comparisons between characters in real time like I want to see Deku not only I want to see like a storyline where it's like you're evolving Deku's powers right? yeah but the problem and see that's the one issue with fighting games like this is it, for instance, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, mm-hmm. there's a way for Krillin to kill like Cell or or defeat yeah. Cell or Frieza. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. You I have to ignore you, the world that they, they come from. Yes. I want you to have different versions of Deku. Basically, I want you to have like early Deku, where it's like he's smashing his limbs into bits by doing these super powerful attacks. So the attacks do a crap ton of damage, but you can do them like maybe twice. That would be fantastic. I, I'm just thinking of it. Every time he does a really big one, his arm goes limp, yes. and once he gets injured enough, uh, Recovery Girl runs out and gives him kisses, <laughs> and he's back up and going. He's like, "All right, cool." Recovery Girl is the creepiest character. Yeah, show. but it's the perfect character to exist in a world with superheroes. Superhero students, I should say. How do, the, how do her lips stretch that far? Disgustingly. Like, hey, yo, girl, what that mouth do? She's what like that this, and you're mouth like, Holy shit. do? Get the fuck out. <laughs> you're fired. You're fired. <laughs> you can't say that anymore, can you? Nope. Makes people think of a shriveled up orange cunt. <laughs> you just like yeah I'm gonna leave that there <laughs> <sighs> so excited for all that stuff I need to get I need to do some catching up on games cause a lot of sequels are coming out soon like what um, well, I want to catch up on the Assassin's Creed games because it's disjointed and as bad as the story is, I still care about the story. I don't understand that at all. Um, I uh, I actually hopped in to try and watch some of your stream the other night. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you fell asleep through it pretty much like I did at a certain point. I was basically on autopilot the rest of the time. Um, only not not because the beginning was necessarily boring, but because it was ge- it was the general. Here's an introduction to Assassin's Creed again. These guys are assassins. These guys are Templars. Yeah, the fact Assassin's that you good, Templars bad. The fact that you end the the ended the stream uh, as the game or as the as the like, meat of the game. Yeah, starts. well, it's like, hey, here's the title of the game. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? It took two hours to get to the main title screen exactly. or the main title. Or it reminded me very much of Assassin's Creed 3's original tutorial, which took something like three hours to get through oh. because it was a backstory of your main character's entire life. That's stupid. And you're like, why am I playing as a child right now? Why am I not out there stabbing people in Wait, the throat? Wait, which one is this? Assassin's Creed 3. Oh, uh, I never played 3. So 3, the tutorial for it, like, teaches you how to hide... It's supposed to teach you all the new mechanics. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Assassin's Creed 3 is the Indian one, right? Yes. Okay. And it's teaching you all the new mechanics of the game. Sorry, but it Native American. Ever to do that because it introduces them, like, one at a time. And you play through, like, this entire character's childhood, and you're like... Why am I a child? Why am Why I just out here stabbing people in the neck like an assassin does? The other interesting thing that I used to do a lot is in other Assassin's Creed games, they allowed you to kill civilians, but you would become desynchronized after you did it so, so many times. Yeah, that, I hated that. I hate, Just let me kill. Assassin's Creed Syndicate doesn't let me do it at all. It won't let me harm a civilian, period. I can't fight That's them. I can't attack stupid. them. 
At least that's what it seemed like at the beginning. I couldn't do anything to hurt anybody who I wasn't supposed to hurt. So had you never played Syndicate before? I have not played Syndicate before. Okay. It feels very much the way Unity did. It's got gear sets and all the skill trees and that stuff. So why did you want to just play that instead of just skipping to the good one? Skipping to Origins? Because... For me, the old form of Assassin's Creed still holds a very special place for me. It was the first game that I felt like had a true sort of sword-fighting-esque combat system. Um, the original Assassin's Creed will always, as dated as it is now, will still always be one of the best games to me. Um, later on, they kind of just trailed off and became samey, though. Now, yeah. with the Assassin's Creed Unity, we saw a shift towards more RPG elements. You had a skill tree, you had gear sets, you could do different things. You could upgrade your character, basically. Hmm. Assassin's Creed Syndicate has the same thing, but it has two separate characters that you upgrade independently of one another, and they have very different styles of play. Um, whereas Origins just takes the full leap into RPG territory. It's unconcerned with you know, keeping the characters original or it's less concerned with being an assassin and more of making the character you want to make, pick a build, run with it, and, you know, kill people how you wish to kill them, which isn't mm. a bad thing. It's a great thing. But when I saw damage numbers popping up over my enemies' heads, I was like, did I just pick up, like, Borderlands? <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's not bad. It's just different. And they've taken Assassin's Creed into a fresh, new, different direction, which they should have done a long time ago, so I'm not mad about it. I just wish they would add something to the fucking story so it made some kind of sense. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I'm a fan of Origins, because it kind of almost wipes everything. So it's a retcon, basically. I don't know if it's a retcon. I never got far, far enough into it to really say whether or not. Uh, but I enjoyed it more than I've ever enjoyed an Assassin's Creed game. And we've talked about that. I felt I think I, we've talked about this. Mm -hmm. The reason why I haven't enjoyed um, some of the Assassin's Creed games recently is because they kind of, for instance, your favorite one. Your favorite one's Black Flag, right? My favorite one, yes, is Black yeah. Flag. Um, they, I feel like they move too far away from the Assassin's part of Assassin's Creed, mm -hmm. where it's like. Here's however many hours into the game you've literally had to assassinate one person. Mm -hmm. All of these other assassinations are up to you on whether or not you want to do them because we actually count them as side missions. And I'm like, why? Yeah. This is not Assassin's Creed. Tell me to kill somebody. Let me go kill somebody. <laughs> um, and I feel like once you get back to Origins, it's more, hey, do this and kill these people. And I'm like, all right, you got it. Mm-hmm. Really, all I want is more Dishonored. Yeah. Give me more Dishonored. Dishonored's the better Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, I mean, Dishonored can make you feel at least more like an assassin, especially if you just play it full stealth. Yeah. Um, stealth and then murder everybody. You can go, like, full tilt, like, Terminator mode in Dishonored, though, which is also fun. So. It's also really hard if you put it on a higher difficulty. Yes, but... No, I will say out of the out of the two games, Dishonored is a better crafted game, um, with a better crafted narrative at that too. Um, as weird as it is, it is weird. It's you know very, I won't say it's supernatural, but it's surrealist at the very least. Um, where Assassin's Creed is trying to mix like this sci-fi with like the ancient conspiracy aliens stuff and 
none of it generally makes sense. They killed off the main character. They killed off Desmond in, like, the third fucking game, and it just didn't make sense after that. It was like, okay, Desmond's dead now. We don't have any character to relate to. So every game does this fourth wall breaking thing where you really talk to you. Could you really, uh, 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 like, connect with Desmond as a character? Eventually, yes, because it was like he was starting to... Be an actual person instead of just a person that you play a game through? He was starting to be an actual person. At a point, he didn't know, like, if the assassins were 100% right in what they were doing. But his training also came directly from his experiences in the Animus, living the lives of his ancestors. And so he became a better assassin himself over the time, and the rumor was, is, oh shit, we're building this up to, like, a modern-day Assassin's Creed game where Desmond will be, like, sneaking into buildings and assassinating people in the modern era. Yep. And they kind of played on that with some missions in the other games where it's like, oh, well, now you have control of Desmond and you got to fight some dudes, but that was it. They were short little filler parts of the game. They weren't anything interesting to begin with. Usually it was just, hey, get from point A to point B with the skills you've learned. Yeah, and so it's like, everyone has, has asked for a long time, like, give us a modern Assassin's Creed game, but I think Ubisoft doesn't want the challenge of how do we fit you know, assassins that use fucking wrist blades into a modern world where, like, these people that they're trying to assassinate are going to be protected by, like, basically private fucking armies. Yep. And they can write that. They can make that happen. It's been in other movies and other media before. I just don't think they know if they can make a game out of it. Well, and that was the thing that people Mm -hmm. joked about was the fact that... So you have Assassin's Creed, and you have Watch Dogs... Mm-hmm. Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed are very similar games to a certain yep. extent. How could we not reach a point that merged those two ideas? I don't know. Because we know for a fact that Abstergo exists within the Watch Dog universe. Yes. We know I the think... fact that Ubisoft now exists in the Watch Dog Oh, yeah, universe. that's even funnier. So does uh, What's Her Face. Um, the, the funny thing is, well, I can't remember one of the right side now. missions in Watch Dogs 2 is to hack Ubisoft Studios in San Diego and or San Francisco and leak a trailer. <laughs> and so you do that, you leak a game trailer, and it was rumored for a very long time, like, oh, this trailer is 100% real. This game is being developed by Ubisoft right now. They just snuck it into another game. Yeah, what happened with that? I have no idea. It just, it was never Hold on. Again. What was that? What, it was uh, Watch Dogs 2? Watch Dogs yes. 2. Ubisoft trailer. They had a, uh interesting part where you saved Aiden Pierce, the guy from the first game. But Watch Dogs 2 never came together for me because you were supposed to be, like, this good guy who's taking down the corporate big guys, big brother, and all that stuff like that. But you can 3D print guns that auto-hack people and steal their money when you kill them. So, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, how, how am I a good guy again? I also beat the game without getting all the skills because the skill system is weird. You have to go to specific areas on the map and find specific little things to either pick up or hack in order to unlock other nodes on the skill tree. And I just couldn't be bothered to do it, so I beat the game without unlocking all the cool skills. So looking at it, because it's all like space-looking stuff, what if it's just content footage from uh, Starlink? It could be. I didn't even think about that. Very well could be. I just there was no hint as to what it was from the side mission in Watch Dogs Two. Yeah, because so, I don't. I'm not even seeing anything that came up afterwards about it. No, nothing really came out of it. 
Yeah, and so it was sort of a disappointing side mission. <laughs> it um, was funny though that they were like, fun. "Hey, we're doing this. Uh, we're fucking with you." Ha ha. But the thing, the thing that got me with the side screen narrative is after Desmond died, then they did the whole fourth wall breaking thing where it's like, you are the character now. You are the assassin. And it's like, no, no, I'm not. I'm a guy sitting here playing a video game. <laughs> Oddly enough, in Assassin's Creed Origins, uh, it's not first person. You are some other person, some researcher kind of girl. Oh, in, that makes sense. In like a cavern or whatever. I mean, that that's better than like we're going to put you in the boots of this character that exists in this universe and you're just a blank slate so that way we can dump exposition onto you. <laughs> yeah, you learn things but it has nothing to do with you. Oh, you're taking over an assassin that actually has nothing to do with your timeline. We're just now putting you in random people. Oh, Nate, I completely forgot. There was actually some news that you actually give a shit about. Oh, really? Uh, there was a new date announcement for the first episode of Life is Strange Season 2. Oh, yeah, I did see that. September 27th, coming Sweet. to Xbox, PC, and PS4. Sweet. Um, my, so, I don't, does Captain Spirit come out before that? I don't know. Oh, yeah, Cap, The finish. Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit releases June 26th. Yes, I need to finish Before the Storm, which is kind of the filler between Life is Oh, I thought you'd already done that. No, I haven't, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a filler that everybody's voices are wrong because because they recast all the voice actors. Uh, yeah, not because they had they they wanted to. There was a at the moment there was a uh, voice actor strike going on. I believe before the storm, it's actually a prequel to the first yeah. game, which is why it's called Before the Storm. Because um, doesn't the superpowers happen after the storm? Well, no, it's called Before the Storm because the game ends with a storm. Oh, really? Um, and the storm is kind of where you make the major decision at the end of the game of what you're going to do. Um, the, it's, it's weird because it was another narrative game that drew up to a binary decision at the end of it. But oh, yeah. the decisions you made before that... Lead up to that. Is it kind of like how you can only save so many people when you play... Um, Mass Effect 2. Mass Effect 2, yeah. <laughs> It's like, hey, you fucked up earlier. put on pause. Um, sort of. But it's, it's a binary decision. It's basically an A and B choice. You can either do this or you can do that thing and nothing you did before that really matters. It's the decisions you made before that that affect the narrative throughout the game but don't affect the ending at all. Uh, and okay. that's what annoys me. Is The same thing that annoyed people with Mass Effect's ending is everything you did affected the narrative throughout the game until you got to the very end of it. And it didn't matter. Anymore. Wait, are we talking about Mass Effect 2 or Mass Effect 3? 3. Because three. <laughs> 3 was a very... That one got so so many people pissed off that they actually went and changed the ending. Yes. Which, from what I heard, was not even that much better of an it ending. It wasn't. Basically, the, the change to the ending was an extended cut, so you understood how the Normandy... At the end, the Normandy is like flying around and fighting Reapers and blowing shit up and doing uh-huh. awesome stuff. And then later, you, you know make your decision. Do you want red, green, or blue... And then red, green, and blue happens, and the Normandy, like, warp jumps out of there and goes somewhere else. And you're like, well, wait a second, how the fuck did it get from fighting a bunch of Reapers to all the way across space over here? Magic. And basically, yes, it Well, was no, I thought, don't they use, magic. isn't the whole thing that they use the warp gate right before they all get destroyed? Well, that's the part that's in the extended cut ending that they didn't show in the original. Oh, really? Yes. They Why would they? Okay, so they didn't actually change the, the ending. Cut. They yes. just actually made it how it should they have been. They had extra lines of dialogue where basically Shepard's like, Joker, get out of here, go to the mass relay and get away. And he's like, I don't want to. And he's like, do it. 
And so the Joker flies over the mass relay and uses it to jump somewhere else, and that's part of the extended cut. Like, they had to add that to make it make sense. <laughs> okay, so that that changes my whole opinion on things. Because there's a lot of people that were like, this is what's problem with fandoms. They get so upset with things that they actually cause people to change their art. Oh, no. And I'm like, and I, I agree with that to a certain extent. I'm like, yeah, you made it a way, you made it that way, keep it that way. That was your decision. Mm-hmm. But when it really is, these are things that probably should have actually existed in the first. They didn't actually change the ending. Yeah. They actually made sense of what already existed. Yeah. That's the issue. Well, they also gave you kind of like a weird decision. The other thing they added was, like, you can basically shoot the godchild in the face and then he decides for you. So That's stupid. Um, it, it's it's very weird. Like, Yeah, I'm... I don't know. The, the I'm ending okay just took not so ever much away. That People, the way that I wanted it to be... The way that I suggested it be restructured is keep those same three endings, but make the choices you made in the game lead up to one of those indefinitely. Yeah. You know, make it, even if you're going to dupe us into making it feel like we had a choice in the ending, make it feel like what we did mattered and contributed to that result. So, another story-heavy game, actually, uh, that I'm 100% sure I'm never going to play is Detroit Become Human. Why not? So, I... Because it makes you cry about robots? Oh, no. It makes me not give a shit about anything in that game. Really? Yeah. Um, and this is coming from somebody that is a big emotionally per- emotional person. I cry during cartoons. I cry during TV. I cry when a cat is just too damn cute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I all of the gameplay I've seen of that game makes me want to take the disc out of the system, snap it in half, and then ask for my money back anyway. Um, so the gameplay is... Almost exactly the same thing Heavy Rain was. And I hated Heavy Rain. Okay, so that makes sense. The gameplay is not involved, really. Um, essentially, the the chances of success or failure are even, but differences occur in the narrative based on those successes or failures. Oh, yeah, I've seen their little, at the end of every mission, you get a flowchart yes, kind of thing. Chart. And, hey, these are all the things you could have done. So, the way, the way I describe my first playthrough of the game is, like, imagine you're holding a very delicate plate that has a bunch of cracks in it, and you're doing your best not to break it. Something eventually will fall off of it, because you'll make a mistake somewhere that you didn't mean to make. Yeah, see, fuck that. Throw the plate away and get a new you, one. You you have that. And then, <laughs> after you get the complete flowchart, and you see where all those decisions have led you at the end of the game, then you decide to, like, use that plate as, like, a fucking frisbee, and just see how much you can possibly break it. Because the game has an incentive to do so. The new choices you make add points to your pool, and the more points you get, the more extras you can unlock later on. And the extras are things like lore bits that take place before the game, for example, interviews with people. Um, you can unlock character model little things, or like the way Resident Evil trophies worked in RE6. Mm-hmm. Um, so cool little extra things in there just so you can see. What I appreciate is the amount of work that went into the visuals of the game. The game itself, even if you don't like the gameplay, it just looks fucking beautiful. Like, there's not a beat missed in the visuals at all. Except for one weird moment where textures weren't loading properly, so characters kind of look like Well, you also, do you have a Pro or do you have a... I have a regular PS4. I'm pretty sure on the Pro it looks phenomenal. Which, I hate the fact that that that's a thing now already. Yes. Uh, I say already, but I mean, there, you shouldn't be making it like that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. Even with Xbox, Xbox is like, the games run the same. Mm-hmm. 
they just look prettier, and I'm like, okay, if they look prettier, that's one thing. If they run better, that's another. The yeah. the the way that an Xbox One a game runs on Xbox One in comparison to an Xbox, or sorry, One X compared to One Original One or a One S is not big enough of a difference for it to be really a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. No, what I appreciate about Detroit Become Human is it's unique in its narrative. The second playthrough, I was able to eliminate a character entirely from the story just by not doing anything. Just by, I literally set the controller down at a certain point in her narrative and just didn't do anything. Was that the uh, the that was, abusive father yes, storyline? That was Kara the housemaid. And then she walks upstairs and finds the little girl dead, and that is the end of her storyline. She doesn't become what they consider in the story deviant. Um, so she just stays where she is, and she doesn't do shit, and then you never see her for the rest of the game. And I wow, was like, that's I kept playing fucked through up, it, mate. and I was like... You just let the girl die. <laughs> well, I kept playing through it, and I'm like, wait a second, when do I get to play as Kara? And the game, the so game you know, basically told me, you fucking don't. The, the purpose of that character is to protect that girl. You let her die. Guess what? That, that robot never be, has a purpose. Yeah. But it also tells me they didn't write a narrative where... The little girl, Alice is her name. Alice doesn't go with Kara. They never wrote a narrative where that occurs at all. What do you mean? They never wrote a storyline where Kara is on her own. Where Kara decides oh, to Oh, okay. The house I thought you meant herself. they didn't write a storyline for what if Kara makes it out with Alice. No. I'm like, wow, that would be really bad. No. <laughs> and so they didn't write that. They didn't write any, like, Kara cares only about herself storyline kind of thing. But, um. Uh, yeah, the, I think that was a. If you don't break out of your code. Mm-hmm. Wait, hold on. Did you get to the part where he yells at her and says, don't you move, and you literally never move? Yes. Wow. I just wanted to see what happened if I didn't move, and then I felt bad because I'm like, well... Well, shit. luckily, you can reload at any checkpoint, any decision <laughs> in that reload, game. You can reload, I just didn't. I needed to see what happened after that. <sighs> because the game gives you a marker on certain major flowchart events, and it was marked not required for completion, and I thought it meant not required for completion of this character storyline, not... This character will be eliminated from the game as if they had well, died. In all honesty, you did end her storyline. Yes. Just but poorly. Very poorly. It's probably the worst decision I made in the game. I did both major endings, the peaceful protest and the violent revolution endings. Um, there is a dupe you can do in the peaceful protest ending where you decide to peacefully protest, you get cornered, and then if you decided to take a trigger for a dirty bomb earlier in the game that someone gives you... You can detonate the dirty bomb immediately after the peaceful protest. And it still counts as a... It doesn't count as a peaceful protest. It counts as you just probably made everyone in the entire nation hate androids even more than they already do. So... Well, I mean, what ending do you get if you do that? You basically... It's a news report ending where everyone in the nation is, like, shocked. All the news reporters are like, holy shit, this is, like, a huge terrorist attack. The radiation fallout will, you know, infect Detroit for years... And basically it's like only the androids will be able to live in Detroit. So they have no idea what state it's going to be in when they come back to it. Nice. Probably a healthy society. <laughs> but Because um, humans done fuck shit up. Yeah, so it's interesting. The, the other weird thing is they never explain how deviancy occurs, and I think that was on purpose. Um, they kept going on about RA9, which was actually a misdirect for one of the characters in the game. It was a misdirect for Connor, the sort of detective android. Um, because they never explain what RA9 is. Maybe they do if I decide to shoot Chloe. That's and get Resident Evil 9, right? Yeah. Resident no. Evil. RA9. They never explain what it is. And 
by the middle of the game, Marcus can get people, get androids to go deviant just by touching them. So is the big question is like, is he infecting them with like a computer virus of some sort? I feel like it's just a virus. Um, or kind of like, do you watch Westworld? I watched a little bit. Is that little bit the part that you watched at Art House the other week when you came? No, I okay. watched like two episodes of it. Do you know anything about the maze? No, I don't know anything about the maze. Okay. Then but never mind. I think... Marcus, I don't want to spoil anything because there's certain stuff you learned in season two. I think they don't want to explain it, but basically the rewriting of Marcus's AI gave him the ability to not only develop a computer virus basically in his head, but also then transmit that virus to other people, other androids. I keep saying people, other androids. Hey man, androids are people. Androids are people. They have feelings. Um, transmit that virus to other androids, and the big question comes, like, are they just doing his bidding? Or are they actually beings with free will? And if they are just doing his bidding, then they just didn't write it. They didn't explain it. And I feel like there's a lot of things that not just need to be explained, but a lot of things that could have built a more interesting narrative there. If they discover, like, oh, hey, this is just a computer virus, well, should we kill it because it's, you know, making the androids go nutso? Or do the androids really have free will and feelings, and we should just let this thing play out as it will? Hmm. And they, they don't do that. So, for me, it was kind of a loss in the narrative. But I think all in all, the game is great. If you don't want to play it, I think you should at least watch a playthrough of it. Because by itself, any playthrough of it would make, like, an excellent movie. Yeah. Hey. Like I said, not my thing. Uh, even watching gameplay was not my thing. But, again, like I said, personal preference. You're allowed to not like something that everybody else likes. How dare you. Oh, no, what's wrong with me? I don't like ice cream, and people think that makes me like Hitler. So No, what makes you Hitler is evident, but people ignore it. <laughs> and this is where Nate went on a tangent about the incel subreddit, and then we started talking about Dragon Ball Z, and that's how we ended up here. It's just, they never explain how half Saiyans actually work. Like, how is every half Saiyan... They have half the power, but... Not half the power? Yeah, but every half Saiyan that's been born also has all the traits of a Saiyan and can even go Super Saiyan and then multiple levels of Super Saiyan. It's like, you would think one of them would have, like, had human-dominant genes instead and not been able to do that. <laughs> I guess it's because they're both monkeys. Dude, that's racist. I wonder if there's any that Super Saiyans. That was super racist. I wonder if there's any Super Saiyans that are like, I ain't come from no damn monkey. And it's like, dude, we literally turn into monkeys. <laughs> are there any black people in... Dragon Ball. Oob. That's. <laughs> Oob isn't. He's like Middle Eastern. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he's 100% Middle Piccolo. Eastern. Black characters in Dragon if Ball. If you get an image for Piccolo, I win. Oh no! There was. In Dragon Ball, there was actually a, a fighter. Okay. Uh, his name was Killa. Wow. <laughs> wow. Hold on. What was the name of the the African American guy? Or not African American? The uh, American in, Amer Native American. My mind blank. Bora. Okay, that's not. You put a black character in your anime, and you just named him Killer. I don't know. Uh, that might have been just the yeah. Okay, so the people that come up when you search black characters in Dragon Ball Z are Killer, 
Uh, and then the next one that pops up is Mr. Popo. <laughs> oh, wow. Super <laughs> accurate right there, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, so his name is Killa or Kira. Which makes sense because yes. that's just what the Japanese so word for killer. So he's really just L from a different universe. No, he's a black man. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> That—that's the thing that a lot of people bring up is the fact that there are not a lot of black people in anime. There aren't, and I only think that's because until recently there weren't a lot of black people in Japan to begin with. Japan's. Also but no, by the way, I do 100% agree with you. The Namics are, are black people. The Namics, the Namics are black as shit. I'm perfectly fine with that. <laughs> like, Piccolo is the best black dad ever. So <laughs> He's the best dad in that series, that's for sure. Like, sure, he has some tough love, but he also, like, raised another guy's son when he didn't have to. Okay, so, I might edit this out just because it's, it comes off kind of racist sounding. Um... Why do so many black people like anime? Do you have any idea? I really don't. That's the thing. I think it's because black nerds, like, our first introduction to anything geeky to begin with wasn't really video games. It was Dragon Ball Z. It was most likely Dragon Ball Z. In Naruto. If you talk to a good portion of black nerds, they'll be like, yeah, we didn't have a game console in the house because, like, mom wouldn't let us have one or some shit. And... Or she wouldn't let us play it that often, so, like, they all had TVs, so when it was, like, Saturday, or mom was out, or whatever like that, like, let's turn on TV. I didn't think well, about Well, then, that. like, my first introduction to anime was fucking Sailor Moon on Toonami. I'm sorry. So, like, I watched the shit out of Sailor Moon forever, not even knowing what I was watching. I didn't know that there was this thing called anime. I just thought well, it that, was, like, in all cool that was me. That was, I, the first anime I, ever, anime I ever watched was Speed Racer. But to me, it was just a cartoon. Yeah. And then... Adult Swim slash Toonami became a thing, and I'm like, they they state these are Japanese shows, basically. These are not American oh, yeah. shows. And I'm like, oh. Oh. The, this the, is awesome. The first real anime I even watched that was steeped in Japanese culture was Roroni Kenshin. That is a great show. Everything else Horrible watched, creator, by the way. Yes, He's a douchebag. He is. But uh, everything I watched before that all had this... It was anime, but it was all influenced by Western culture and Western attitudes. So do you think I can leave that in or no? Yes. Okay. I don't think anybody's gonna care. I gotta do a minority report. You could just have I ever like, told you about that? Just edit a part in where you're like, I actually asked a black person this question, so it's not racist. So no, so uh, on kind of funny. They it's it's like we've talked about with other gaming things online. All white people except for Kevin Coella, who is a lot I of things. Don't know what. No, no, no. That's Alfredo no. Diaz. Stop picking your nose. Um, I have my finger. <laughs> uh, every once in a while. Because, you know, it's just people talking, and they catch themselves, and they're, they, like, turn to Kevin, and they call for a minority report <laughs> minority. to be, find out whether or not they, it's racist. And 99% of the time, he's like, you're good. <laughs> a minority report. I mean, in all honesty, right now, there's no minority. There's one white dude, one black dude. Yes. No, I find that hilarious, though, a minority report. Yeah. I also I, find it weird that it's like... A bunch of white people have to, like, ask, like, am I being racist? Well, in all honesty, I, I understand. There are things that people grow up just saying. That's true. And they don't know that it's bad or can can be considered bad or whatever. That's I mean, true. Japanese people, they had, there was a mascot. Did you hear about this? There was a mascot for Sony. He was supposed to be, like, a, a, a fluff ball just made of, like, 
um, yarn or something like that. All I know is that he was originally. You know what? Let me Did pull. Did they make him out of cotton? Hold Did on. They just make a big cotton puffball. Sony character. Now I can't find it. I'm really annoyed right now. Big puffball. Was he made of cotton? <laughs> no, he wasn't made of cotton. He was made of black yarn. Like black, black, black stuff. Now, did they give him bright white eyes yes! and big red lips? Yes, they did. <laughs> oh, God. Because Japan doesn't think of things the same way that the rest of the world does. <laughs> Japan is a very closed-off place when it comes to that kind of stuff. Uh, Japan, the problem with Japan is, like, anytime you see a Western influence in anime, right, it's always a pretty much a caricature of Western cultures. Yeah, I love, there's a there's a professor in the most current season of Steins Gate, Steins. Zero, where he speaks in English, but it's, uh, he's always, like, super loud and rambunctious kind of mm-hmm. thing. I'm like, yep, you are what people <laughs> think white or Americans are. Yes. Uh, Horrible, which is... They did the same thing with women, especially in early anime that was influenced by the 80s. It was always, like, a white woman, and she had, like, big, like, very big, like, blonde hair that was, like, everywhere. Um, I mean, look at, um... It was in Golden Boy, very much. Golden Boy had this idea of, like, the Western woman. Look at at what they did with Fujiko. Yes. Um, She was the, basically, the the, uh, perfect woman... Mm-hmm. In the eyes of Americans, yes, <laughs> no, they did that. They did that a lot. And so the other thing is, again, there weren't a lot of black people in Japan when these animes were made. And again, Mister Popo, there weren't a lot of great <laughs> depictions of black people in American media at the time either for anime yeah. to be influenced by. So, now the problem is, what is their excuse at this point? Well. I think it's because they're afraid of doing anything different now. Is it's one of those instances where it's like anime has become so popular and has become it's the commercialization of art. We talked about this in video games like a couple podcasts ago, where it's instead of just being art to be created and shared with people, now this thing is also a product. It's a commodity and mm-hmm. must be sold and must turn a profit for someone. So you can either break off from that and go super archy and super risky but at the same time you are putting all that monetary you know investment at risk so imagine like for example if you took a game say you took mario and mario all of a sudden became like a third person shooter instead of a platformer because nintendo just wanted an edgier and cooler mario that would ruin mario for 90 percent of mario's market and and Nintendo would fucking tank Mario at that point. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about... Sonic the Hedgehog. Shadow the Hedgehog. Shadow the Hedgehog? <laughs> yes, Shadow Like, the you Hedgehog. start saying, I'm like, is he talking about <laughs> what I think he's talking yes. about? But I'm taking it with something that's not completely ruined already, <laughs> so people can imagine it being ruined later. I don't know. Have you seen some of the Mario games that have come out? Uh, yeah, Mario Furry Suits, the game. What? No, I'm talking about, um... Like... You talk about me being... The fucking furry. Mario was definitely a furry. He's got a Sanuki and a cast suit. He killed a guy <laughs> and took his stuff and wore it. That's all that happened. I mean, that's perfectly <laughs> so normal. So he's a murdering I furry. can't find this fucking thing. This is a thing. I'm not making it up. They basically just took he was like, n- not yarn, but like lint almost. He was a black puffball. He was basically a, a walking, talking blackface. 
Is what yeah, it was. made of made of fluff, not <laughs> cotton, not made of cotton. That would be really bad. But no, he uh, they changed his color from black to red. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I guess there's been new, more news than I expected, so I, it's hard to just scroll back and find shit. I, I just find it hilarious the the missteps that people make when representing other cultures. We had this at fucking E three, right? Is we had the dude playing the flute. Yeah, but we already cleared that. Oh, no, I guess we didn't. We, we didn't cleared that up on the podcast. Guy. That didn't happen. And oh, I found it. Sony changed the color of its new logo, or mascot, Gonjiro. <laughs> when Gonjiro... Gonjiro? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, jeez, that's pretty bad. Well, here's the thing. He's adorable. I think it's adorable. He is, because it's another Simple Shapes character, but... Yeah, but color-wise... It Color can come off great. as racist, especially I mean, when you look at this part of the video where the guy's angry and and shamed because his hairpiece blew off, and he replaces it as an afro. What the fuck? Yeah, on that one they one hundred percent fucked up. Um, so he went from this. He went from this guy. I will. I gotta save this so I don't lose it, so I can link it. Um, to this. Okay. More acceptable. More Still acceptable, adorable. Yes. I just, I find it hilarious. Like, it wouldn't be so bad if it weren't for the mouth. If they just, yeah. like, took the mouth away. Because they are, they're big white lips that, They you might know, as well just put, like, a fucking mammy as their mascot at that point. Put fucking Jim Crow up there. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> this is America. It's funny, because that's the thing that happens in that video at the beginning, where it's all, like, in yes. the positioning. People the... had alluded it to a Jim Crow pose, but, of course, Charles Gambino won't explain it, so nobody knows what Yep, really Don, Don Glover's keeping everything to himself, and it's the best thing possible. It is. I, I feel it's great when an artist is like, here's like, a piece of art. Here's art, take you it take what it. you will. Yep. I'm for that. But it was amazing how many people jumped on the bandwagon immediately, like, let's analyze the shit out of this, because this is trying to tell me something, I just don't know what. And it's like, did you have to, though? Not really. <laughs> you could have just let it be what it was. So, Nate, I told both of you guys, obviously Dave's not here, I told both of you guys last week, actually two weeks ago maybe at this point, I can't remember, uh, to watch season two of, <laughs> <laughs> of Luke Cage. Yeah, they do that. How far did you make it? Zero. <laughs> Dave, how far did you make it? Also zero. Also zero. So zero, he didn't even show up. Uh, <laughs> angry at the moment. Why are you tired? It's only seven, eight. eight only I eight, woke eight, up eight at six o'clock this morning. You, what is uh, you two are horrible with your energy. It's not my fault. I can wake up at four o'clock in the morning and be up until four o'clock in the morning, and You're be healthier fine. Healthier than I am. I am not a healthy person. All I drink is Dr Pepper and water. That's why you're healthier than I am. <laughs> you don't drink water? Occasionally. I drink the doctor. Yeah. That's... Thank weird. you for joining us on another episode of Space Time Taco. <laughs> well, it's a lady now, so not so weird. I have been... <laughs> I have been your host, Chris, with... Mate. And nobody else. And... and, and... In the, Dave. in the ghost of Dave. Ooh. The artist formerly known as Dave. <laughs> the, did you say the artist formerly known as Dave? Yes. I guess that works. He's he's a uh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> As always, if you like what we do, you can check us out on all the social medias. Just search Space Time Taco. Rate this podcast, subscribe on Twitch, and support us on Patreon. Uh, and also, go subscribe to us on YouTube. Because once we hit a certain point, we can actually have our YouTube be youtube.com slash spacetime taco. Yeah, do that. Because that's a lot easier than youtube.com slash jdie5z's. Then our token for YouTube. Yep. <laughs> Go inside and play video games. Love you. Bye-bye. No, that's, you can't, that's Kim's. I don't care. You stole Kim's. Yep. How dare you? I dare. <laughs>